0: In that moment, the grief was just grief. It didn't have a story. It didn't have a logic. It didn't, like, I don't necessarily need to, like, hey, everybody, here's a group email. Let's have a Zoom party to discuss my my mental health at the moment, right? But really kind of saying, like, okay, who needs to receive this first? How am I going to have to navigate your feelings about what I'm feeling?
1: From Outside Magazine, This is The Daily Rally, short stories of resilience in the face of big challenges and unexpected adventures. Today, a healer finds the support that she needs in the forest. After this.
0: I go by Taylor Shanae. If I were to describe myself, I would use words like mother, student, scholar, earthling, human body, weirdo, witch, and intensely complex. (laughs) As we all are. So, I live on occupied Anishinaabek lands, also known as far northern Michigan, on the shores of Gichigami, also known as Lake Superior. I've had kind of a historic struggle with chronic depression. Feeling as though I were kind of stuck at the bottom of a cold, still lake, stuck in the silty goop at the bottom. being able to look up and see that the sun is shining but feeling just the weight and the pressure of the water has always been what my depression feels like. Others are going to operate with the assumption that because I'm quote unquote successful that there wouldn't be anything quote unquote wrong. I've heard it referred to as smiling depression where you're kind of moving through the world with a smile and just getting things done and trying to look as if you're living your best life. But internally, there's a lot of negative self-talk or destructive behaviors. The way that depression kind of exhibits itself through me is I tend to get really active. I try to take on a lot of projects. I can be a professional isolationist being really withdrawn and kind of hidden away. One day, we had just had a really big storm. It was a really cold, really gray winter's day. And I was convincing myself, like, just get out for a snowshoe. Go move your body. That'll help. I was just organically waking up somewhere between... 6 and six thirty, kind of lie there and rest and then my dogs would notice that i was just awake and they'd come over and give me a nuzzle and so i'd get up and i'd stretch my body and brush my teeth and put on two to seven layers of clothing depending on the weather and load up the dogs and just be on our way This hike is about a five minute drive from my house. Yeah, it runs along what's called the Dead River. And so there's a walk that has some pretty beautiful hills. And I got to this high point where I could see the lake. And I grabbed onto this tree and I was trying to get myself to keep looking and keep walking. And I felt this overwhelm of grief. Wash over me. And I actually remember like kind of dropping to my knees and sinking deep into the snow and feeling my hot tears pouring forward and grabbing that fresh white snow grabbing hold of this coldness that I was feeling inside of myself in this psychological way, in this emotional way, and smearing it on my face was to wash myself clean, to kind of give away the tears, give away the grief and leave it there in the snow. And as I was doing it, I mean, it did not feel good because it was very cold outside. I was like, oh no, wait, what have I done for a moment? But then, really felt that my eyes opened back up and I came to all of the sudden, and it was that snow and it was that bodily impulse to wash myself and to clean it off and leave it there that then allowed me to kind of reorient myself to where I was and what was actually occurring in that moment, which was a beautiful snowy day hike. As I was walking and completing the loop and feeling myself kind of coming to... I kind of sank in with this clarity that... my habit of not sharing with the people that care about me... was supporting my suffering. Which is something I learned in conversation with the forest. I... always ask first, hey... I feel like I need to talk, can you listen? Wait till there's a yes I can feel in my body, like there's a welcome here. Somebody said, yeah, I got time for you. I can be with you. There was kind of this instruction that seemed to come to me that's like, you actually have to fold everybody into what's happening. And so if I want to get that support to not suffer, then I actually had to take the silence out and begin to actually openly talk with people that care about me and that love me. My depression is episodic in nature, so being able to then be in discernment with other people, there was curiosity, okay, well, what triggers it? What can we do? Okay, I looked into this, I looked into that, and there was support and there were gestures of, care and like, I'll take care of this part, I'll take care of this, I'll take care of that. After getting through the initial impact of like, oh, okay, this is a we thing, then the support really was both able to be given and, and I was in a place where I, I really felt like I was able to receive it. If you find yourself navigating some kind of mental health crisis, first recognize that you're not alone, no matter how alone it feels. You're not broken. You just have different needs. I was getting outside every morning and walk the woods, being in witness and and really naming out loud My gratitude for the sound of crunching snow, you know, walking so that your hands are warm even though it's cold, and witnessing a forest in its slumber. I'd find, like, fox tracks in the snow, watching deer walk out across the frozen water. I remember once finding a bird that had been freshly killed and eaten on the trail, and I was like, oh, I'm the first human tracks at that particular place. Nobody else had walked in the morning. Getting to start the day with something that was so humbling, that kind of like shrunk me back down to my size, so that my thoughts could also shrink back down to their proper size. Such a healing and recovering process. For me, learning what those practices are that get us out of well-worn habits and into new ones where we are small, where we can't avoid the impact. Of nature on us and our nervous systems get to regulate to the pace of the environment which is so much slower and so much more regulated than the pace at which our human behavior is trying to move. It feels like a simple thing and maybe even a silly thing to be wandering around in the woods talking to trees but they don't mind.
1: Tayla Chanay is a somatic counselor and psychologist and is currently pursuing her PhD in women's spirituality. She lives in Michigan's Upper Peninsula with her son, partner, and three four-legged familiars. You can learn more about her and her work at embodytherevolution.com and on Instagram. She's at Tayla Chanay. that's Tayla, S-H-A-N-A-Y-E. This story was produced by Stephanie Aguilar. We want to hear your stories. Please nominate the people in your life who found a way to rally. Go to outsideonline.com slash rally, where you can also see photos of many of our guests. The Daily Rally was created for Outside by me, Kat Jaffe, and House of Pod. The executive producer for Outside is Michael Roberts. Additional production and script editing by Marin Larson. Our audio editors are Kevin Seaman and Benny Beausoleil, and our music is composed by Louis Weeks. We appreciate our Outside Plus members who make this show possible. If you're not already a member, you can join us at outsideonline.com slash Thank you for listening.